This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Anytime anything happens now, I just go into problem-solving mode. And with everything that happened, of course, with Molly this year and being able to, you know, get pregnant and stay pregnant, it was like, okay, I could curl up in a ball and cry and just shut down or I can find a solution and it has to exist somewhere and I'm going to find it and I'm not going to let anything stop me. Stephanie Carton is co-founder of the digital media agency Socialfly, one of Inc. 5000's fastest growing companies and one of the only women-owned, women-led companies in her space. While growing Socialfly and managing a team of 30, Stephanie was also working to bring her first child into the world. She documented her sometimes tragic and always incredibly brave journey through IVF and a highly challenging pregnancy in a very public way on social media. Thousands of followers breathed a collective sigh of relief when Mighty Molly, as she called her daughter, was born. Hear how Stephanie stayed positive while running her company, tackling health challenges, and many weeks of bed rest, thanks to her powerful mindset. It seems fitting that Stephanie's career started thanks to a timeshare at Disney, since Walt Disney is known for the quote, if you can dream it, you can do it. Coming up, you'll hear how one conversation can change your life and why a personal experience is a powerful selling tool. Why it's important in business to share who you are with as many people as possible. Why telling her very personal pregnancy journey in a very public way was so liberating for Stephanie and why she would never have become or stayed pregnant without social media. Stephanie's belief that everything is somehow solvable and her fierce determination to honor a Disneyland promise. This is Million Dollar Mind, remarkable stories of transformation and how to shift your mindset to accelerate success with entrepreneur, author, and mindset expert, Julia Pimsler. Stephanie Carton, I'm so excited to see you. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I was so excited to start the day with you. You know, when I started this podcast, you were one of the first people I thought of because, you know, when you have friends who, like, you adore and you admire, but they also have, like, a story that nobody else knows that you know. And I thought of you right away because you've built this incredible social media agency with your partner, Courtney, and you have helped so many women with their businesses. You mentor all the time, but you have a really fascinating personal story, and I'm so happy you came on today so we can talk business and personal. Thank you. I mean, we've known each other now for years since Courtney and I, like back when Courtney and I first started the business when we were part of the Accelerator program, and we truly looked up to you as you were leading that program and learned so much from you. So it's definitely fun to be here today and share our story and journey and how we've got to where we are eight plus years later starting this business. Totally. And I already know we're going to run out of time. Yes. <laughs> There's like so much I want to ask you about. And also you have been um, an advisor and board member to Million Dollar Women. So thank you so much for that, for your support of me personally and the entire movement. So thank you. Of course. No, there's nothing Courtney and I love more than supporting female founders and being able to help provide guidance and support and feedback. So we love your mission and being part of it. Thank you. Well, I want to start with something I dug up that was intriguing to me. I don't know. I know you have a podcast too, Entrepreneurs, yes. which I love and everybody should listen to if they want to hear cool oh gosh, stories. What did you dig up? <laughs> 
Well, what I dug up <laughs> is this funny thing we have in common that I never knew, which is that we both did an internship that had a huge impact on our professional lives. Yes. So I'll buy you a minute. I'll tell you mine just for a sec. So mine was I worked at National Geographic in, when I was a filmmaker film student in grad school. And I remember asking them, well, which are the kids shows that sell the best? And they were like the ones with animation. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why is that? They're like, well, we can sell them all over the world and we just dub them and no one can even tell because it's animation. I was like, interesting. Let me file that away. And then, you know, five years later, I started Little Pim, which wow. was this animated series. And that, by the way, was my only stint in corporate America ever <laughs> was that one internship. Um, but anyway, so that had a huge impact on me. And I'd love to hear about your internship and just start there and what impact yes. that had on you. So I worked for a Marriott Vacation Club initially first as an intern this summer going into my senior year of uh, college. I was a student at Cornell University in their hospitality program. And quick story back and tell how I ended up going to Cornell for Hospitality. Uh, when I was younger, my family and I, we went on a vacation to Hilton Head, South Carolina, and it actually rained the entire time we were away. So there was nothing really to do in Hilton Head in the summer when you're on vacation if it's raining. And we saw a sign for Disney Vacation Club. So we went in, we went on a presentation. It was for their vacation ownership or their timeshare program. And I was 11 years old at the time. And I said at the end of the presentation to my family, mom, dad, we vacation. We need to own this. And uh, my parents ended up buying this Disney timeshare. And the person who sold my my parents this vacation ownership with Disney, his name is John Rubel. We stayed in touch with him over the years. And when it was time for me to go to college, I actually really wanted to go to school for musical theater, but I wasn't allowed to. So I said, you know, I've gotten to travel all these years now, going to Disney, going to other places. I want to do what John did and sell this vacation ownership. So we called up John and I said, John, I want to do what you do. Where should I go to school? And he said, go to Cornell. The hospitality program is the best program there is. So I applied. I got in. Students continued to stay in touch with John over the years. So then going into my senior year, I reached out to him and said I would love to come intern. So went and did an internship down in Orlando, Florida that summer and absolutely loved it. Learned so much about building a strong company culture. Uh, Marriott at the time was doing something called Strengths Finders, where um, it's an assessment that you take. It's part of it's the Gallup organization that produces this assessment, and you learn about what your strengths are. So um, they had this whole program there, this internship program. Everyone was so collaborative. Oh my god, that and sounds so fun! It was amazing. But wait, but it wasn't Disney. I'm still it wasn't Disney. Disney. It was, oh, oh, I forgot this part. John had moved to Marriott. So oh, he was at Disney okay. and then he had moved to Marriott. He was now a senior leader in the company there. I forgot that little part. That's okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you would have had to wear many ears during your internship or something. So I just <laughs> learned so much about how really great businesses are run, especially a company like Marriott. And then when I was graduating from Cornell, I said to John, like, I want to come work for Marriott. So got a job right away as a sales executive down in Orlando, Florida, and then worked down in Florida for the first two years um, out of school doing sales. And it was an incredible experience. I bet I you were so good it. at that. I, I, I was totally good. buy a vacation. <laughs> I was one of the top producers right you. away at 21 <laughs> years old. And I remember it was actually – it was really tough for me because there was a lot of, you know, very senior – sales executives who'd been doing this for years and here's this 21-year-old 
girl right out of college who's like killing it right away and learning how to, you know, build relationships with team members who you're on a team with when you're doing so well, you're this young woman and these other people had been in this industry for years, but it was because I had this real personal experience growing up with vacation ownership that I could speak to it and really sell it because I believed in it. I grew up with it and it was just, it was just a really, really great experience. That is so yeah. cool. And what it, what, uh, what a great example of the difference one person can make. You know, yeah. you and I both mentor and we know that sometimes this one conversation you have or this one person you meet can change your life. Yes. Kind you of really like did. Uh, did. Change, Are you still in life. touch with them? Absolutely. Yep. I love that. Yep. So then let me ask you, when you were going to start Social Fly a few years later, did you think back to that internship? Were th- there things about the successful culture they built that you were like, when I have my company, I want to do that too? Literally, that was the exact conversation that I had with Courtney. I said, when we start this business, I want to take the really great things that I learned from corporate America and leave behind the things that weren't so great. And the great thing about Marriott was their culture, how they treat their employees, uh, you know, how they really build this positive, inspiring team. And that was one of the biggest lessons that I took from the corporate world. And there's a lot of things that, you know, weren't so great. I worked for other companies after Marriott before I started Social Fly. Um, and other things that I saw at other companies definitely left behind because it's so important to care about your team and building this culture first to have a positive environment and motivate people to really want to do their best work. Yeah. Well, you guys have definitely done that because I've seen you grow from, I don't know how many people you had working for you when I met you some, you know, six or seven years ago, like probably three, like five, three, right? Yeah, three to five. And how many least... are working with you now? Um, we're almost 30 people full-time well, full time and freelancers. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, and who so. are some of your clients, just to help our listeners understand what kind of companies you work with? Yeah. I mean, we've worked with so many different types of companies over the years from publicly traded companies like Masonite, which is a door company that you might not have heard of, but they're a really big company, to working with the Girl Scouts of America, which was actually one of my favorite clients I've ever worked with because I was a brownie growing up. And I think I got my entrepreneurial start selling Girl Scout cookies and, and learned so much about being an entrepreneur back when I was, you know, six, seven, eight years old when I was a brownie. So it really came full circle being oh, able so to fun. produce their PSA, buy all of their paid media. And now we're working with companies like Conair. And growing up, I used Conair products. So it's so fun to be able to work with these brands. It actually had such an impact on me as a, as a child. And do you think that part of why they're coming to work with you is the team? Or what's like your secret sauce, do you think? I think, you know, there's so many social media agencies that are out there now. PR agencies are doing social media, digital agencies. But when we first started our business, we were one of the few companies that were just focused on social media. So Courtney and I have really been in it from the beginning. We live and breathe social media. We understand social. We're users of social. And when we meet with potential clients, they get that. They understand that. You know, we're not a company that just, you know, a year ago saw a trend in social media. We're like, oh, we need to start business doing this. We've started this business really from the ground up and ha- and really understand social and how to drive impact for brands using social. So that's definitely something that sets us apart. Also, we're one of the only, you know, women-owned and led social media agencies that's out there. Um, and I think a lot of the clients that come to us, they're looking to reach women and who better to be able to tell these brand stories than women who live and breathe these products and services and organizations and know how to use and understand social. Completely. And yeah. aren't women purchasing like 85% of you the bet. products? Is that still the number? Oh, or yeah. gone up? I don't want to I don't want to quote an exact stat. Okay. But that's the number <laughs> I see a lot. But yes, yeah. women make the majority of buying decisions. Absolutely. 
Right. So that that leaves a lot of people you can work with. Yes. <laughs> um, so I want to come back to you as a person because, you know, I'm a big believer that you can't separate the business and the person. Yes. And in the case of your company, it really is like that. I think you and Courtney right from the beginning decided we're not just like the bosses, right? We're real people. Yep. We're going to share our lives. Talk to me about that decision to like sh- share who you are as people as much as you do. Yeah. I mean, over the past few years, and especially with the rise of Instagram and Instagram stories, what we've seen and what we've now done is building your personal brand is so important in any business because you really are one with your business. So over the past few years, Courtney and I have focused on building our personal brands because that's something that sells too. So when you're, again, looking to sign a new client, they're looking at who you are and who the owners of the company are all over social media, all over the internet, just as you were able to find an article about me where I talked about my internship at Marriott. Clients are searching for this. Um, And it really is important to position yourself as an authority in whatever business you're in. So for myself, as an authority in social media, as a female founder and entrepreneur. And then I think what's most important is really being real and showing what real life is actually like. I had probably the most challenging year anyone could have ever experienced over the past year and I really over the past two years and was completely transparent about what I was going through because I wanted to be able to help make a difference. And if I am this, you know, public figure where I can help inspire other people and create impact, that's meaningful and that's something that's important and what I want to do. Well, I followed your entire IVF journey and even got to come see you in the hospital when you were, when you were on that endless bed rest <laughs> waiting for Molly. And I'm so excited she's here. Stephanie just had a beautiful baby girl who she conceived through IVF and decided to be very public about that journey, which so many women are on right now. And I want to say that one thing that inspired me about it is that I think as women business owners, we sometimes feel like we have to separate personal and business in a way that men, frankly, don't really. And so I love that you were able able to show up as, you know, I'm a killer business owner and this is my personal life. I'm not going to pretend this isn't happening. I'm not going to just put a shiny face on it. I think that's very liberating for a lot of women watching you, me included, by the way, right? I have a little trouble sometimes being vulnerable and like sharing things that I think are not the shiny part of what's going on. So it actually helped me personally. So thank thank you you for sharing that. And I'd love to hear like what enables you to do that. Because I think a lot of people who are following your journey and, you know, every time, you know, it didn't, the IVF didn't take and you had to have all those shots and you showed, you know, all the parents finale you had in your home and all the things that just stick in your body every day. Like, I can't even get my brain around it. What made you able to share that story? Yeah. So I actually had met through Facebook this woman named Andrea Seertash, and she um, also has a podcast now called Pregnantish, but she has a media platform called Pregnantish where she helps share stories of men, women, people who are going through fertility challenges. So she had posted in this Facebook group that I'm in about Pregnantish. And then I went and read her website. And this is back when I had first started going through fertility treatments and hadn't shared anything. So I started reading some articles and I remember crying and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, there are people that are like me. This is exactly what I was looking to read. So I, in true Stephanie fashion, I just reached out to Andrea. We connected. She came over to my office. We met. We became fast friends. I shared more about my story, how I have MS, was going through fertility treatments. And she's like, I really want you to share your story on our on our platform on Pregnantish because I had said to Andrea, I said, I've had MS for years, but going through infertility has been so much harder for me than being diagnosed with MS. There was something about 
having fertility issues when all I've ever wanted was to be able to start a family. And actually, one of my biggest fears in life was not being able to get pregnant. And then that actually was happening. And with MS, it was like, okay, I have a doctor, have a treatment plan. Okay, like this is what it is. And with infertility, there's this unknown of, am I actually going to be able to have a child? So Andrew had shared, I really want you to share your story on my platform. And I just remember like, just feeling sick to my stomach. Like, how can I share this? And I agreed and started writing out my story and then worked with one of her writers. And I was like, okay, when she shares this on Pregnant Dish, I'm going to come out and I'm going to share my story on Instagram. And I remember the day that it went live and posting my whole caption on Instagram and I was sick to my stomach. Like I was so sick and I posted it and all of a sudden everyone is like, oh my gosh, we're here with you. Thank you for sharing this. Like I'm going through this too. And I had this instant community and connection with people. And it was so liberating. I felt like an actual weight was lifted off me, like I could breathe. Because for months I was going through this silently. And why go through this alone when there's thousands of people who are going through this too? I mean, alone with Greg, but still. And just feeling like trapped every single day. So once I started sharing, it was this freeing ability to be able to not only share my story, but be able to learn about other stories and help and connect with them too. Because I was following other people who were sharing their journeys on Instagram and I was learning from them. You know, this woman, Carissa, was sharing her IVF journey and I was seeing how vulnerable she was. And she was posting about the whole IVF process and what she did. And I would share her stories and I would screenshot them because I would remember, okay, now when I have to go through this portion of it, here's all the information that I need to know when I was learning. So I was like, okay, now I can help other people with this as I'm going through it. This is like the best use of social media, right? Right Right now when people are critiquing like how social media just become a place that makes us feel bad and want stuff we don't need to buy. It was – I would not have gotten pregnant or stayed pregnant without social media. That's incredible. And so you felt like all these women around the country were with you on the journey right up through the end, right up through – I mean I remember kind of holding my breath right up through Molly's birth. I was like, please let her come out okay on the day she was born. We just didn't know. We had no idea what was going to happen. We were just praying for a miracle and thank goodness – We got our miracle. (laughs) Well, now we get to follow you and just see all the incredibly adorable baby pictures. (laughs) Up next, Stephanie's belief that everything is somehow solvable and her fierce determination to honor a Disneyland promise. If you've been listening to this podcast and thinking you might want some help with your own Go Big mindset, you can get a free 45-minute Accelerate session with us, and we'll help you figure out where you're at in your business and where you need to go. Just go to scalewithjulia.com. That's scalewithjulia.com. There's a 20-minute free video training there and a place to set up a call with us. This call could be the first step in getting closer to the life you imagined when you started the business. Mention the Million Dollar Mind podcast. We'll send you a free chapter from the book Million Dollar Women, all about delegating. We look forward to hearing about the changes you'll make in your business after reading it. Set up a call at scalewithjulia.com.
So then because this is a mindset podcast, yes. like first of all, when we had lunch, you know, a few years ago and you shared with me that you had had MS for many years and been in and out of the hospital and having to treat that through drugs and through health and diet and there are periods of time you can't even go to work like that alone is so admirable and that you've been able to build this whole company and be the leader you are with that. How was the mindset piece different around the IVF than around MS? Or would you share even like the mindset that got you through that? And then Yeah. So I think this. the mindset that got me through the diagnosis of MS was like, I just went into pure problem solving and positivity mode. Like that is what I went into. And I've just always been, I've had health challenges since I was a child. So I've always learned just to be very resilient. And I think it's just through, you know, unfortunate medical circumstances that I've just had this mentality like, okay, there's a problem. Let's find the solution. And that's how I've been in business as well. So I think everything really goes together. So, you know, when I was younger, when things would come up, I think I used to shut down and could, and it was hard to problem solve because I didn't know what to do. And I think just over the years, I learned, okay, if there's a problem, everything is solvable somehow. You just have to find the answer. Where is it? And now with social media, there's a lot of answers on, on social media and with you know, the internet and Google and things have changed over the years. But anytime anything happens now, I just go into problem solving mode. And with everything that happened, of course, with Molly this year and being able to, you know, get pregnant and stay pregnant, it was like, okay, I could curl up in a ball and cry and just shut down or I can find a solution and it has to exist somewhere and I'm going to find it and I'm not going to let anything stop me. I love that. That is definitely what has gotten you through yeah. so many challenges. It's not easy. I'm not no, saying it's no. easy. But I'd love to yeah. hear, like, do you think you were born that way or did you develop that? Like, I, where did that come it's, from? I think it's a combination of both. And I think some of it is just who you are as a person. And then I think some of it is learned. And I think a lot of it is going through really hard experiences and, you know, learning the hard way and seeing like what doesn't work and what does work. You know, I had issues even when I was in college where I definitely had seasonal depression when I was up at Cornell and it was very hard. Those are some long winters. Winters were very, very hard there. And I actually have had really great therapy over the year. And I've learned a lot of this along the way about how to, you know, find the good in situations and how to problem solve. And I, I'm a big believer of CBT therapy, which I'll, you know, tell people, you know, every single day and have oh, yeah. learned and a lot. And folks who don't know that, it's yeah, cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy. Yeah. And have learned a lot of really great skills that I think, you know, are it's important to teach children this. So you have the ability to do this. And I didn't I didn't know this back when I was in college. I had to learn the hard way through experiences that I went through. And then by the time I was diagnosed with MS in my early 20s, I had this toolkit now and knew like, okay, diagnosed with MS, this is terrible. What can I do? I can, again, shut down and just lay in bed and say, woe is me and life is over. Or I can figure out how to get the best possible care, how to connect with other people. And I think that's been a theme in my life is I've always just been able to connect with other people to find support and to, you know, build a community. And I've just always, you know, I think that's why I own a social media agency, right? You just <laughs> love connecting with yeah, people. Yeah, love connecting with people. Oops. And um, yeah. I love how positive you are. And I think that served you so well in your personal life, obviously getting through IVF and, and the MS diagnosis, which from my understanding, that's for life, right? Oh, yes. MS. Yeah, yep. that, you don't just get over that. No. So you have found a way to just prevail over these challenges. What would you say to someone who's like, well, I'm sometimes positive, but then I find myself slipping back into the, well, what if it never gets better? I could see someone, you know, going through IVF like, well, maybe I'm just not meant to have a baby. 
you really just have to change the words that you're speaking to yourself internally. I truly believe, as we all know, like everyone, you're your own worst enemy. If you're telling yourself every day, I'm never going to get pregnant. I'm not meant to have a baby. Like this is happening to me because it's just not meant for me. Well, what you speak into the universe can become and will likely become a reality. But if you're going through these really hard situations and you start speaking out loud what you want to happen or what you believe should happen, those things can then happen because your mind is the most powerful thing that you have. And I believe you can train your mind to think a certain way and it takes time and it can feel uncomfortable. Like I'll tell people like, look in the mirror every morning. And even if you're having a bad day, look in the mirror and tell yourself today is going to be a great day. It has to be a great day and smile because those positive endorphins that you get from actually smiling and telling yourself these things over and over again, I believe will train your brain to think this way. Well, you're a living example of that because anyone who followed you on social media saw that there were some really dark, difficult times. Um, Can you share what happened when you lost Molly's twin? Yes. So um, at 16 and a half weeks pregnant is when we found out that we unfortunately had twin-to-twin transfusion. And we, I'll tell the short version, but um, we had to do an emergency surgery to try to save both of them and then unfortunately lost Molly's twin, Emmy, which was... The most horrible thing that you can ever experience. I was now going to have to continue this pregnancy with one baby who was not alive and Molly who was still alive and fighting. And those first few weeks were incredibly hard and I cried every single day um, because then I also ruptured and we didn't know what was going to happen with the pregnancy. But I just kept telling myself every single day and I would say out loud, you know, Emmy's still inside, but she's here to save Molly and help bring Molly here. And just changing those thoughts and knowing that Emmy's here to protect Molly, that was those were the words that I would tell myself every single day. And then I still say, like I say to Molly now, I say, you know, your sister protected you. She saved you. And that's why you're here. And I, I truly, truly believe that. And again, it wasn't easy. It was so, so hard. But I didn't focus every day on knowing that, you know, Emmy had passed away and was inside of me and not alive. The focus was on Emmy's inside of me and she's an angel and she's going to protect Molly and we're going to make it together. And oh. just changing that those thoughts. And those, That's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm crying right now because I'm remembering <laughs> living through all this yeah. with you and how much I just wanted it to go well for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. I love you, sweetie. I love you too. <laughs> well, with, um, with Molly here now, I, I do want to tell everyone that I think one of the things that brought Molly into being is all the positive energy that you poured into bringing this beautiful baby into the world. So what are some of the things you were saying about Molly? Because I remember them from social media, but I want to hear you say them. What do I say about Molly? Yeah, you used to say like she's a fighter. She's a fighter. She's a hashtag mighty Molly. We would say literally every single day. And I would talk to her. So, you know, I was in the hospital. I was on bed rest at home for six weeks. I was in the hospital for 11 weeks. You visited me, literally lived in a hospital room and made the best of the situation. I remember you, my, you and me yes. and my son singing yes. show tunes. Yes. I <laughs> uh, literally fun. made the best of every single day. And I actually wrote a journal every single night that I was in the hospital. And I would write one journal about everything I experienced, you know, medically that day so I could keep track of everything because the days were a little crazy in the hospital. And then I wrote a separate journal every single night I wrote a letter to Molly telling her what we were going through telling her what life was going to be like together I kept telling I would talk to her every single night and tell her you just have to make it because we're going to go to Disney World in December which is now a week from today that we're actually <laughs> and going you're actually to be going? going oh my god that's yes. incredible that's where it all started um, yes. for your business too and I would look out the I window every single day and just say 
only nine more months until we're all going to go to Disney World together. And it was just putting out this positive energy into the universe, telling her how strong she is, that you can fight, you can make it. Like, I believe in you. We're here. We're doing this together. Again, just the positive mindset of just speaking all of this positivity and greatness into the universe and sharing on social media. And people like you and others were praying every single night. Um, Mary Kate, who is actually our first employee at Social Fly, her mom is a fourth grade teacher in Georgia and at a Catholic school. And she had the entire class praying for us every single day. And they all made cards for Molly and sent them up to New York. So they were putting all of this positive prayers and energy into the universe. And I truly believe it works. That's so amazing. And I can't wait to see what kind of a young girl and (laughs) mighty Molly Molly's going to be. I can't wait to get to know her. She's going to be strong. I'll tell you that. She's already strong. She's already (laughs) strong like her mama. So then tell me a little bit, Stephanie, what's next for you? So Social Fly is doing great. You and Courtney have your podcast, Entrepreneurs. Uh, You have a filming studio now, I know. The business is growing and booming. What's coming up for you next at work? Yeah. So at Social Fly, we're just continuing to grow and scale the business. We're working with some really incredible clients. It's so fun, like I said before, to be able to build these really incredible brands. Um, But now we're also very focused on Entrepreneurs. So we started our own podcast a little over a year ago called Entrepreneurs, which you can listen to everywhere that um, podcasts are on Spotify and iTunes. And we tell stories of female founders and what it's like to grow and scale a business similar to similar to this podcast. So for anyone, for everyone who is listening, um, you know, we definitely love the Entrepreneurista podcast too, but we're also building out Entrepreneurista as a full media company and going to be able to offer entrepreneurs really incredible resources and tools and tips. And I know there's actually so much more we'll be able to collaborate on together with Entrepreneurista and Million Dollar Women. Can't wait. That's so exciting. I'm going to circle back one minute to your team because I'm curious. You have such strong mindset practices. Do you try to teach any of those to your team? I think more so individually, one-on-one, when Courtney and I mentor and coach members of the team, I do share a lot of this with our team members because it is so important to be able to focus on the positive and learn from mistakes. Um, I can share an example. You know, just a week ago, two of my team members were um, received some client feedback that they didn't necessarily agree with and they had worked so hard on this project for this client and they didn't get the feedback that they felt that they wanted or deserved because they worked so hard on the project. And, you know, I shared with them first, when we work with clients who might be a little bit tougher, give, you know, harder feedback, this is actually when we learn and grow. And we have to put ourselves in the client's shoes to really learn, you know, why are they giving this type of feedback and what can we learn from this? And how can we turn what might seem like a negative into a positive? So finding these teaching moments in these types of situations, I love having these moments with our team because I remember, and you know, I'm you know, with a lot of our team members, I'm 10 plus years older than them. And I've learned so much over the past 10 years. So being able to share what I've learned to help them learn and grow is something that I absolutely love to do. I love that. And and now that you're a parent, I'm sure you relate (laughs) to that expression that is kids will do what you do, not what you say. (laughs) So I think probably the strongest example you're giving them is just your positivity and your powerful mindset. And of course, these teaching moments, you know, help boost that too. I hope so. (laughs) I'm sure they do. So then let me ask you, Steph, is there anything you've seen or read or heard lately that's had a big impact on you that you could share with the listeners of Million Dollar Mind? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I 
From recording the Entrepreneurista podcast, we meet with, as you do, so many incredible, inspiring female founders. And we recently recorded an episode um, actually with the founder of a company called The Beach Weaver. Her name is Sarah Patempa. And she was sharing with me during this interview or with Courtney and I during this interview. So her dad actually played football at Notre Dame. And their whole um, slogan and saying at Notre Dame football is play like a champion today. And she had this in her head as a child. And then as she went into business, play like a champion today, play like a champion today. She always had this in her mind. And she was sharing this is what kept her with this positive mindset and why even in the hardest times of starting this business, she would have her dad in her head, play like a champion today. What can you do to stay positive and continue to play like a champion? And I thought that was so interesting because she was a, you know, a child and this was just ingrained in her mind and led her to start this successful business where she also didn't raise any funding. She did everything organically by building the business. That's right. Yeah. You guys and never raised had, funds, right? never no, raised funding either and just had this positive mindset. What is a beach wave? A beach waver is a curling iron that you use and it will actually curl your hair automatically by pressing a button instead of having to use the wand yourself and it's you know, complicated to get your own beach waves on your own. So she saw a need in the marketplace because she was a celebrity stylist and everyone wanted these beautiful beach waves, which I have right now from the beach waver. Awesome. Um, they look great. And she saw a need and figured out how to create this product. So cool. Yeah. Act like a champion today. Is that what it Play was? Play like a champion today. Play is the like Notre a champion Dame, today. The Notre Dame football saying. I love yeah. that. I have loved Disney ever since I was a child. I grew up going there and always just felt so inspired and just happy when I was there. And then Walt Disney, an incredible entrepreneur, he would always say, if you can dream it, you can do it. And I think that's something I've lived by. I always believe if you have a dream and you can, you just have to take action, you can do it. The only person that would ever be stopping you is yourself. So you just have to make it happen. I love that. That's amazing. And it's very much what we're talking about here on the Million Dollar Mind podcast, right? How you can dream big dreams and think the thoughts that help you take the actions that get those results. Thanks so much for sharing that. Of course. Well, do you have like a mantra that you live by, Stephanie? I do. So I always say all you can do is the best you can do each day. So for me, what this means is there are so many things that are going on in our personal lives and in business every single day. And with social media now, you can feel like there's so much that you have to get done in a day, but sometimes there's just not enough hours in the day to do everything. And just don't be so hard on yourself. Just do the best you can do each day. And that should be enough. As long as you have tomorrow, and we're lucky if we can wake up every day and have tomorrow, you can still do more the next day. So don't be so hard that. on yourself. Do the best you can do each day and just keep moving forward. That's such great advice to leave with people. And you have been such a shining example of making every day as positive and having of most of making every day a day that you can be positive and exercise your powerful mindset that I think you were partly born with, but partly cultivated. Yes. So there's a lot that people listening to Million Dollar Mind can take away and emulate that you've done. And I'm so excited to keep following you at the Entrepreneurs and at Social Fly and building out our incredible community of women going big together. Yes. Well, thank you so much. So great to have you on. Thanks, thank, Steph. Thank you. And enjoy your Disney vacation with Molly and Greg. Well, That's going to be so you. much I'll be fun. sharing it all over social media. And obviously. we'll be following. 
following? <laughs> Where can people find you? You can find me in a few places on Instagram at Steph Jill Carton to follow my business journey and my personal life. Uh, you can follow Entrepreneurs at Entrepreneurs on Instagram and then Socialfly at Socialfly. And then, of course, if you're interested in working with Socialfly, uh, we're socialflyny.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I hope you loved hearing from Stephanie as much as I loved our conversation. If you want to hear more conversations about business, mindset, and wellness, subscribe to the Million Dollar Mind podcast. And please give us a rating while you're at it. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay brave and go big. Million Dollar Mind is a production of Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2020, Julia Pimsler. 